the third sicha for Parshas Kukas. In this week's Parsha, it tells us about Miriam passing away. And once she passed away, the people were thirsty, and they came to Moshe Rabbeinu uh, and Aaron, and they fought with him, saying that we were thirsty. If only we would have died as the same way that our brothers perished, meaning by the plague, we would have been much better off, because dying by thirst, because we have no water, is the worst type of death. And the parsha continues how Moshe and Aaron, they went there, they hit the rock, and caused the water to return. So Rashi tells us that why did the Be'er disappear? Because he says, from here we learn that the Be'er was given to the Jewish people, B'schus Miriam. So therefore, once Miriam passed away, they didn't have the Be'er anymore, and they were thirsty, and therefore they needed to come to Moshe and Aaron to get the Be'er, Be'er returned. So this idea is actually based on the Gemara, uh, in Tainus.tes, Amad Aleph, where the Gemara discusses the, how the Be'er came with Schus Miriam, the well came with Schus Miriam, the Mon came with Schus Meishrein, and the Nanei Kovid, the clouds, came with Schus Aaron. The discussion over there in the Gemara is, the Rabbi Yechanan says that Matar comes because of a Yachid, while Parnasa only comes when the Rabbim need it. Meaning, I'll explain what this means. Matar means rain became, uh, will come even if the Yachid, only if one individual deserves it. That could cause rain to fall. While Parnasa, which is having a high quality of food, of produce, that only comes if the whole rabbin deserves it. Example, for example, when let's say there's a righteous person, a tzaddik, and he planted his grain late. And because of that, he missed the rainy season. So if he's deserving, Hashem will cause it to rain just because of him. So we see matar can come because of the schus of a yachin. But let's say the quality of the grain of that year is a poor quality. Let's say it's a, you know, a B quality type of grain. So Hashem is not going to change the quality of the grain, even for a tzaddik, um, unless the rabbin, the, the entire congregation, the majority of the people are deserving. So if, for whatever reason, the majority of the people are deserving of having quality B-type grain, and this tzaddik is deserving to have quality A, Hashem is not going to change the quality of the grain for a yachid. Rather, everybody's going to get quality B-grain. So, so he, the rain will come for this person, and he will get grain, but his grain will be like everybody else's. It will just be quality two or quality B type grain. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean, the Gemara says to Rabbi Yechanan, that Parnasa, high quality type of grain, only comes if the Rabbim are deserving? We find in the desert that the Mun came because of the Moshir Bain. Mun, of course, is the highest quality of food and produce that a person can have. It's a miraculous type of produce. So if the Mun could come because of the Yachit, just because of the schools of Moshir Rabbeinu, so for sure, uh, having a higher quality of grain inside of your field, a person could have a, a better uh, level of quality in his grain relative to everybody else if he's deserving. And the Mar tells us, what is it referring to? So the Mar tells us that, the, uh, as I mentioned, the air, the well came because of Miriam, the Nane Kavit came because of my, uh, Aaron, and the Mon came because of Moshe. And therefore, when Miriam passed away, the air disappeared, and it came back because of Moshe, the Schus of Moshe Aaron. When Aaron passed away, the air and the Clouds disappeared, but they returned But the point of the Gemara is, we see that the Parnasa can return because of the Schus of the Yachid. So the Gemara answers that therefore That since the Rabbin needed him, needed needed it, meaning if he was, wasn't davening for the man just for himself, he was davening for all the people, meaning since all the people needed to have the man, Therefore, that's considered like the rabbin. 
So when we initially said that Parnassah doesn't come because of the Swiss of the Yachid, that's referring to when the person is davening for himself, that he needs it. So then it's not going to be enough his Swiss to cause his grain to be a higher level of, of, of uh, quality. But when we're, we're the, 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 the Yachid is davening for everybody, because everybody needs it, then a taka will happen. So since Moshe Rabbeinu was davening for all the people, because all the people in the desert needed this man, therefore his chus was great enough to be able to accomplish that everybody will be able to get uh, the man. So that's what the Gemara says. But the point is, this is the source of this idea that the, each one of these miracles that happened to the Jewish people in the desert was because of the chus of one of these siblings. So the question that we're going to look at at the Sicha is, did the Be'er come because of Schus Miriam? Did the Anani Hakavi come because of Aaron? And did the Man come because of Schus So if we look at it, the Pashtas, it seems like Rashi would agree with this, with, with, with this statement. As we see already, by regarding the Be'er, in this week's Pashtas, Rashi said that once Miriam passed away, uh, the Be'er disappeared. And here we learn that the Be'er, for all those 40 years, came through her Schus. And then we know that it returned because of the schus of Moshe Aaron, as it says, you know, the whole story hitting the rock. And then the, later on in the parsha tells us the song of the Be'er, and the song of the Be'er tells Chafru Sar, and Be'er's Chafru Sar, the, the, the Be'er, the, the well that the nobles dug. And Rachi says, who are these nobles that the Be'er came with their schus? That was Moshe Aaron. And then eventually when it's talking about the way, how the, the travelings of the Be'er, how it went from one spot to one spot, it eventually says it stops in Arve and why does it stop of Avimayev? So Rashi explains, Kisham Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu died over there, so that's where he stops. So we see that Be'er, the Yidin had Be'er until the time that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, which was an Arvis Moshev. So clearly, the Be'er was uh, there, uh, and also just because of Schus Moshev, because that was after Aaron passed away, only Moshe was around. So clearly, uh, it seems like Rashi will agree with this regarding the Be'er. What about the Danani HaKalbi? So, Mistabra, it would make sense to say that this is, it's the same thing, just like the Be'er returned because of the schus of Moshe alone. So similarly, L'chaira, the Anani Akavah would also have returned because of the schus of Moshe Rabbeinu alone. What would be the logical difference between them? But the problem with this approach, and the truth is the Rebbe is going to give three approaches to how to learn this. The first one is, I just mentioned, that logically, just like the Be'er came back because of the Sfus Moshe, we should say that Ananim also came back because of the Sfus Moshe. The problem with this first of the three approaches is that we don't find in the Torah anywhere where it mentions when it returned or how it returned. By the well, we give the whole story. Miriam passed away, and the Be'er disappeared, and the people started fighting with Moshe, how thirsty they are, and they wish they would have died with the plague and not with hunger, because uh, out of thirst. And it tells us how they got it back with hitting the rock. It's a whole Gansamaisa, how it returned. And we even find also the Jewish people were fighting and, and complaining that they want it back. But regarding the Nani Akavid, we don't find out how they got it back, when they got it back. We don't find the Jewish people fighting to get the, our, uh, the, 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 the Anan back. So Lachayr, it seems like, the question is why? Why isn't the Chumash mentioning it? If Itaki came back because of the Moshe, why, why is this not mentioned anywhere in Rashi? It's not mentioned anywhere in the Torah. So therefore, this is hard to say that just Mestabra returned. That's a hard one to say because we don't see it anywhere, uh, any, any discussion of it. So the second approach the Rebbe is going to take is that maybe Einachinami. Maybe the, Ar, the Anan, the clouds, the Anani HaKav didn't return after Aaron passed away. Meaning, when they were in the desert for the 40 years, they needed the clouds because the cloud had many functions that they needed. 
while they were there. So they had the clouds. Once Moshe Aaron passed away, which was, uh, you know, he passed away in Av, which was, uh, was it, uh, less than a year, because they were going to go into Eretz Yisrael the following year. Uh, in Nisan time, so, seven, uh, so nine, ten months away, so they're already very close to Eretz Yisrael. Maybe they didn't need the clouds anymore for the functions that they served. What were the functions that they served? Just to give you some of them. First of all, we know that part of it was to protect them from the Baal Yaakash, to protect them from the sun. But they already, Har Har, where Aaron passed away, was on the Gvul, was on the boundaries of Eretz Moyev, which was all the way at the end of the Midbar. And also we know he passed away in Av, which would have been the end of the summer. So it's very possible you wouldn't have needed the, 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 the clouds for shade at that point. A second purpose of the, cl- the clouds was it says it cleaned their clothes. But again, they're very close to Eretz Yisrael, so they could have bought the clothes uh, from people living there at that point in time. Uh, it also was to show them the way. It was to guide them where they're supposed to go. But now they wouldn't need a guide because they're right at the end of the desert. They're in, 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 in Makim Yishuv. There's places, there's highways, there's roads. They're able just to fo- follow the regular roads that everybody's using. They're not in the middle of nowhere, middle of the desert. They have no idea where to go. They're in Makim Yishuv. They could just go into Eretz Yisrael with the regular roads. Um, another thing is that they were lowering the mountains. Well, that was another purpose, to lower the mountains and the valley areas, which were, I guess, uh, craters, it would fill it up to make it easier for them to travel. But again, clearly they're at the end of the Gvul, uh, and in they they would not have needed that anymore. So, maybe this is the answer. Why doesn't the Torah mention anything about the clouds, uh, the Yidin complaining about the clouds, and when it returned, how it returns, because maybe Api Shemikra, Ithaka didn't return because they didn't need it anymore. But the Rebbe doesn't like this approach also for several reasons. He says, for, so just to give some of them, he says, first of all, the whole idea of them being guided was even after they got to the Gvul, because they still needed someone, uh, Hashem, to guide them where to go. Um, so it wasn't just that they, they, they didn't know which highway, to, like they're in the middle of a desert, they have no way of knowing which direction to take to get out of the, out of the desert. No, it was Hashem wanted to go in particular places. So similarly, even once they're out of the desert, they didn't know where Hashem wanted them to go, that they wanted to cross the yard in there, did they want to cross the yard in somewhere else. They still wouldn't need Hashem to tell them which path uh, to take. As we actually see this, Rashi says this clearly in Sefer Yeshua, Parakimel, Apostle Gimel, that after, Mises, after Moshe Rebbe passed away and there was no more clouds, he says the Aaron showed them which way to go. And second of all, it's known that after Aaron passed away, they actually went back seven Masois, they went back seven journeys back into the desert. That's what uh, is, is brought down after Aaron passed away. So they actually went back into the desert. So anyways, they, wouldn't need, they would have needed the cloud to guide them uh, to get out of there. Uh, another idea of the cloud was also telling them how long they're supposed to stay in a certain place and when they're supposed to move on. So even if they know where they're going, but they need to know, are we supposed to stay here for a week, two weeks, uh, when we get to the next place, how long we're supposed to stay, and when we should move on. Another purpose of the clouds was also for the wars. Uh, as we see, that uh, when a few places, let's say by, by the Yamsuf and the Mitzrayim, were about to attack the Yidin, it says the Yisa Malach Halakim, that the, the, the angel of God went behind the camp of the Jew, Jewish people, and also the cloud went with it. And as I'm forced to explain what Rashi is saying is um, that the Malach, the angel of Hashem, which was with them, traveled with the cloud to make a separation between them, 
the Mitzrayim and the Jewish people. And the purpose of the separation was a few things. First of all, was to catch, it says, all of the stones and arrows that they were shooting, that the Malach, through the usage of the cloud, that was his tool that he used. He caught all the, the, the arrows of Bechul and stuff like that. He made it dark for the Mitzrayim so that they wouldn't be able to see. But the point is we see that they needed the cloud also to help them with their wars. Also, we know when the Amalek attacked, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the soldiers that you need to leave the cloud. Same in Anam, the Yulcham. They had to actually leave the cloud. Because what happened? It says because people were complaining about uh, that Hashem wasn't guiding them, certain people, because of the sins that they did, not to go through the whole story, were thrown out of the Anani HaKavli. And when they, the Amalekim attacked, they attacked the those who were weak and stumbling after you, which means that they were weak because of sin, so therefore they were not allowed into the cloud. So the soldiers had to leave the cloud in order to fight Amalek. Why did they have to leave the cloud? Because they weren't able to fight while they're inside the cloud, because the cloud was a separation between the two groups. But the point is we see that the clouds were also used for protection, so they still uh, would have would have need that. We actually see later on, it says, when, sorry, when we actually see when Aaron did pass away, it says, V'yishma HaKanani, that the Kanani heard that Aaron passed away and then they attacked. Shaz, why did they attack? Because Aaron passed away. So Rashi explains it's because they saw that the Anani HaKave disappeared and therefore now they have Rishus, they have now permission to be able to fight against the Jewish people. So again, the only reason the Kanani attacked after Aaron passed away is because they didn't have the Anani HaKave. So it seems like that they understood that that's giving them Rishus to be able to attack the Jewish people. So again, the, clearly the Anani were still needed in order to provide for them uh, protection. And the most important point, the Rebbe points out, is that it's hard to say that the Nanim did not return because Rashi says in a few places that they did return. Where do we know that from? First of all, in Parshas Balak. Parshas Balak, after the Jewish people sinned with the uh, daughters of Midian, uh, daughters of Vayav of Midian, it says that uh, uh, it says that they that Moshe Rabbeinu hung them in front of the sun. And he brings a medrash. What does it mean, in front of the sun? So he brings a medrash. So the medrash says is that how did he know who committed this Isser of Znus with the Midianite girls? He says this because this, the, the cloud would fold backwards and the light of the sun would shine upon every person that did this Avera. That's how Moshe Rabbeinu knew who was guilty or not. And this, of course, was after the death of Aaron. This, this is after the death of Aaron. This is already in Parshas Bala. So that's one situation we see that clearly the clouds did return. A second thing is in Parshas Kisese, in Perkhaf Gimel, Pasayud Gimel, it says regarding the war, when talks about going against war, against your enemies, it says over there, that you have a place outside of the camp. And Rashi says, what's the camp outside of the, the, the clouds? That they needed to leave the cloud and prepare yourself a place in order to uh, use the facilities over there, that they weren't allowed to use the facilities inside the camp itself, they need to leave, and Rashi says they actually need to leave the 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 the, 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 um, the cloud. And of course, this is way after Aaron passed away, Aaron passed away in Rosh Chodesh uh, of, and Moshe Rabbeinu, the following Shvat, was giving this speech. So this was many months after Aaron already passed away, and Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that you have to leave the, 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 the cloud in order to use the facilities uh, when you're at war with the, with, with the enemies, it's a time when we're at war with the enemies, but the point is clearly the Anan was still there even after Aaron passed away. Um, also in Sefer Yeshua, we already mentioned this earlier, that it talked about over there 
that's how they went after the Arn, that the Arn was leading them. So Rashi explains, it's because when Moshe, this Masa that they were doing was much different than any other type of journey that they had, because all the other journeys was with Moshe Rabbeinu, and they were led by the clouds. And after Mises, Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the clouds disappeared, and therefore they have to follow the Arn. But again, we've seen from all these Rashi's that he clearly held that even after Aaron, there was still the clouds. Therefore, it's very hard to give this interpretation and to say that Taka, they didn't need the clouds anymore. And according to Peshut Mikra, the clouds did not return. So Lachayra, the clouds did return. So, and a, a question returns that if the clouds did return, why don't we find the whole, uh, you know, how the story of how they returned? We find the story of how the the air the, the returned, but we're not finding the story of how the uh, Ananim returned. Okay, so that was the second approach. I'm going to, this is an answer, so I'm just going to try to defend the second approach um, with certain tweaks, but I'm going to use the basic premise of the approach to try to maybe give another answer uh, for, for the question. So the basic premise of this approach is that the Yidin do not need the clouds anymore because they're at the end of the 40 years, about to go into Eretz Yisrael, so they didn't need it. That's why they didn't ask for it, and the Taka didn't return. So I'm going to tweak it and to say that maybe they did ask for it uh, and they did get it returned, but since it wasn't such a necessity, therefore it wasn't a major event that happened uh, in the desert. Meaning, when the uh, air disappeared, the people were thirsty and they were, they were scared that they're going to die. As he says, we're going to be perished. Uh, like like uh, we, we wish Halavai, we would have perished like our brothers perished. When the air left after Miriam, they, it was a major something that they made, something which they needed, life-threatening type of uh, type of need. So therefore, when they were and therefore they, what does it tell us the whole story that they didn't come calmly and nicely? They started fighting with them, so they came to fight with Moshe Aaron. So that's point number one. That's very important. It was a need that they had. It was something very important, and they were scared, and they actually quarreled with Moshe and Aaron regarding it. And then, of course, we know how the well came. That's also very relevant. How Moshe hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. That whole story is something which is very relevant, so therefore it has to be mentioned. But it could be, maybe, that at the end of the 40 years, true, there was still a need for the clouds, but it wasn't like the other 40 years when they needed the clouds. They weren't in the middle of the desert. They were at the end of the desert. Yes, they went back seven Masais and they had to return. And of course, they didn't know how long they're supposed to stay at certain places. But... Again, Lav Dafka, this was, would be considered a major need for the, for the Yidin that they would have come and started fighting and complaining with, with Moshe Rabbeinu. Maybe they came to Moshe Rabbeinu and asked them calmly. Moshe Rabbeinu, this would be something which is much more preferable, that we have something to guide us, something to protect us from the sun, even though it's the end of the summer, the end of the thing, uh, you know, something to protect us from, from the battles that we're going to have. So it's possible that since it was at the end of the 40 years, it wasn't a major need that they had, like the Be'er. So therefore, when they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, it wasn't the whole Hulula, you know, which happened. And therefore, they came calmly. And of course, Moshe Rabbeinu davened for it. He was under no pressure by the Be'er. It was a major pressure. Everyone's waiting for the water. He felt pressured. And therefore, we know he hit the rock. That's a very important part of the story. Here, they're, they're not so pressured. So they came to ask him for it. And they got it back. And he davened like a regular type of situation. So maybe you could give that answer. Rebbe doesn't give it, but, uh, you know, just the Balbata Nisha answer, which, which I thought was interesting. Possibly the Rebbe doesn't like it just because, um, again, I mean, it, it, the Pahoyot doesn't say anywhere how it came back. 
uh, we know it disappeared because it says by the Amalek, the Ishma Kanani, that uh, Ishma Kanani, the Kanani heard and they came to attack. So we know that it left after Ar, and we see other Rashi's telling us that we know that it obviously returned, but it doesn't explain to us ever how it returns, by the air it does. But again, as I said, it doesn't need to tell us because it wasn't a major exciting story. And I, how did it come back? I, I think anybody who's learned Chumash, Tritish and Mikra, understands that Moshe probably daven for it. Just like he daven for the Be'er to come back, he probably daven for the Anonim to come back. And he knows also that everything that the Jewish people had was because they asked for it. So also Moshe Rabbeinu probably asked for the, the Anonim back. So if you look at previous Rashi's and previous parts of the story, it's, it's probably pretty logical how they get the Anonim back. Uh, but anyways, just, just the thought, uh, if anybody has reasons why the Rebbe is not satisfied with that Pshat, uh, feel free to let me know. Um, either way, the Rebbe's Pshat is much better anyways. This was a very Balabatish Pshat. The third Pshat that the Rebbe gives is very fascinating. He says that we find in Madrashi Chazal, also in Pirish Rashi, two ways of how the clouds are referred. Sometimes the clouds are referred to as Anani HaKavid, clouds of glory, and sometimes it was referred to Ananim, just Tom without any title, without any adjectives, descriptions, just as clouds. And, and what's the difference? It's because, according to Pshutu Shemikra, we're going to look at Rashi, the clouds would have had two functions. One function of the clouds was they had certain jobs that they took care of, you know, protected them from shade, protected them from war, showed them where they're supposed to go, it, it, it lowered the mountains, it killed the uh, scorpions and the... Uh, uh, and the snakes, etc., etc. So there was so whenever Rashi is talking about situations where it provided a, a a very practical type of function, he just uses the idea of anan. It's not anan, a regular cloud, because this is anan, which purpose was to do a certain function. When does Rashi use the expression anania covid? This is when it's not doing any function, and it's clear that the only reason the clouds are here is to give honor to the Jewish people, meaning is it's it's to show that Hashem gives them added protection or added comfort. Um, so whenever it says Anani Akavid, it's not for a particular function. It's for the, it's to show Kavid. That's why it's called Anani Akavid. It's to show Kavid that they had. Therefore, in Parshas Baal this is Perik Yud, uh, Pasuk Lamed Dalid, uh, sorry, Lamed Hey, it says, V'anan Hashem Aleyem that they had a cloud which is over them during the day when they traveled from the camp. So Rashi tells us that there are seven clouds, seven times the word cloud is written regarding their journeys. Why is it written seven times the word by the different journeys throughout Tyra? First of all, what are these seven times that it's mentioned? It's actually mentioned a lot more than seven times the idea of the clouds. So different, the Meforshim answer in different ways, but the seven times that Rashi's counting is the seven, one shot again, is whenever it mentions that it's the cloud of Hashem, like Anan Cha or uh, Anan Hashem, something like that, then that's what we're referring to. Anyway, so it says seven times with some type of Anan Cha or Anan Hashem, and that's to tell you that they had seven clouds, four from the four uh, directions. We had one above, one below, and they also had a seventh one which actually went in front of them. That would lower that which was high and raise that which is low, meaning to make a level road for the Jewish people, and also kill snakes and scorpions. So over here, if you realize, Rashi says, Shiva non and Kesuva Maseim, there are seven clouds written by Maseim. So when it's written about all seven, Rashi uses the expression of a regular Anan. The reasoning is because clearly some of those seven were going to be needed for different types of functions that they had. For example, he himself brings to lower that which is, uh, to lower that which is high and to make high that which is low to kill the snakes and scorpions. Uh, other times where we see it that they had, Rashi uses the word Anan um, when it says, Seymin Anan, 
the pasuk even says same in anan. Uh, oh, sorry. Say it says go out. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Yeshua to go out. Why well, wasn't Yeshua? It was the grand. Um, I think it was. You know what? I'm not sure. I think it was Kalev. Either way, it's a say Malik. So Rashi tells us leave the anan because again, this was a function. The function was like they couldn't fight a Malik while they're in the cloud because the cloud was protected them and making a separation. So you have to leave. So that was a function type of thing. Another example. Uh, it says by Aaron was bared in Har Har. So Rashi explains. The eye, Lachar, we just mentioned that the cloud lowered all the hall places. So how could there be a mountain that Aaron was buried on? So he says that even though the, the Nam would go in front of them and lower all the mountains, this one, this, there's three that he didn't lower, which was Har Sinai, Har Nevoi, and Har Har. Har Nevoi and Har Har, that's where Moshe and Aaron were buried, so they didn't lower them. Fine, but the point is, Rashi says again uses the expression Anan, because it's a function, that the Anan was used as a function to lower and to make the ground higher. Uh, we, we had already earlier when they hung the, the people that perpetrated the sin with the daughters of Midian. It says, Neged Hashem, it just says, Anan Mikbal, the, the, the Anan, the, the cloud folded over. By Amalek, it says, Acharecha. It says that the Amalek taxed all those who were weak and stumbling behind you. So Rashi says, how, do, how were they able to attack? Because the, 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 the Anan kicked them out. Kicked out the people that were doing sins. Again, it used the expression of Anan. Okay. So therefore, what, what's, what are we trying to say over here? That there were two types of Anani. Some of the clouds were functional, and others were just meant for the union of Kavit. And Kavit over here would mean honor. According to many, just a very important point, according to many of the Mephorshim, when they say Anani Kavit, Kavit is referred to the Shina. They were the clouds of the Shina, where Hashem's Shina is residing. According to Pshutah Shemikra, it doesn't, doesn't mean the, the clouds where the Shina was residing. It just means that the clouds were given, which were given to the Jewish people to show them honor. Fine. So when, what happened when Aaron passed away? When Aaron passed away, the only clouds that left were the Anani HaKabim. So Rashi is actually Medayik that. It says the Yishma HaKanani, when the Kanani heard that the Anani HaKabim left because Aaron passed away, that's when they attacked. So what la- So there are two types of clouds. The, the cloud, which is Anani HaKabim, that Taka left when Aaron passed away. But the other types of clouds, which were for the youth, what the Jewish people needed, that never actually left. So this explains why we don't mention um, anything about the, cl- the clouds, how they return, and people plain- complaining that they wanted the clouds to return, like our, our original question. The reasoning is because the clouds that the Jewish people needed never actually left. So it doesn't talk about how they returned, because they never left. I what about that Anani Akavah? The Anani Akavah never returned. So not the regular Anani never left, so they're not going to come to complain. It doesn't have to tell us you how they returned, because they never left. The Anani Akavah never returned. And it wasn't something that the Jewish people needed. It was just to show them added COVID. It wasn't a necessity. And therefore, that's preposterous why they didn't ask for it uh, to be returned. It wasn't because of their own schus. It was in the schus of Aaron. So that technically had nothing to do with, uh, to do with that. Fine. Uh, so that would answer those questions. But, of course, this leaves off just a few questions on, on this beer and Rashi. First of all, we said that the Yishma HaKanani, that the Kanani heard um, that the Canaanites heard, and, and therefore they attacked the Jewish people. It was Nitin Rishus. They were given permission to be able to attack them. What do you mean they were given Rishus? We just said it was only the Anani covered that left. But they still had the regular clouds. So if they had the regular clouds, how were they attacking? The regular clouds are there to protect them. So the answer is that what Rashi says is, he's very medallic in his Lashem. Rashi says is, that, that doesn't say that they were 
given the capability and the, that Shorius and Rishus Lilach Misrael. It doesn't say that they were given the capability and the permission to attract the Jewish people. No, all it says is they were given permission to attract the Jewish people. Meaning is, there were still clouds that protected them, so they still didn't have that capability to attack them. It's when they saw that Nani Akabi disappear, they figured that they do not have the same level of, Hashem is not showing the same level of love as he was before. Therefore, now we have the permission to be able to attack and maybe possibly win. I, how would they attack a win? So there's a few different ways. First of all, it's a, uh, Rashi's going to say later on that Yishma Kanani, the Kanani over here is actually referring to Amalek. So really you know that Amalek has a lot of chutzpah. Uh, you know, they attacked the Jewish people right after the miracle of Kriyas Yamsuk. So therefore, it's also very possible they attacked even though they were protected by the cloud. Uh, but furthermore, we already know that when the Amalek come to attack, the Jewish people leave the Anan in order to fight against them. Because in order, to, so, so the Maleki could figure that they have to leave the cloud in order to fight us because in order for them to conquer our land, they're going to have to come out and fight because just having defensive positions is not going to actually win the war. So they knew that they, the Jewish people had to fight them at some point. So when they attacked, they knew they would leave and therefore they were hoping that they're going to win. As we actually talk to see, it says the Yeshma and Shevi that the Canaanites or, uh, you know, slash AK, the the Canaanim, the uh, Amalekim, actually Yeshma and Shevi actually did capture one Shevi as it says over there, Parshik Sfisavai. But either way, uh, we see that they delayed. So that was their thought process. So that explains uh, that particular Indian. Uh, but an- another question that would uh, that we have over here is that we said that Nanya Kavid were not to give them, it was Nanya Kavid were only for Kavid, they didn't serve any function. But we see that there's a Rashi later on that Rashi says, um, this is in Pashas Ekev, Perkhas, Pasad David. Um, Rashi tells us that the Anani HaKavid, he uses the expression, that Anani HaKavid would clean their clothes and iron them. And he says, even the children, as they would grow, the clothes would grow with them. So Lachayr, this seems like a little bit of a steer. We do find that one place that Rashi uses the expression Anani HaKavid, and it's talking about a function. This is a Rashi. So the Rebbe says, uh, two main, two, uh, gives an answer. He says, first of all, regarding the point that the children, that the clothes that the children had would grow with them, that actually has not had nothing to do with the clouds. The clouds only cleaned and polished their clothes. But because the, it, it tells us that by the older people, they, they had clothes for 40 years. Why? Because they were constantly, the clouds were constantly cleaning them and I guess keeping them fresh. Some lost call like balsa, they're keeping the fr- clothes fresh. The question is, that makes sense for the adults that they had clothes for 40 years. But what if you were a kid when you left the tribe? You wouldn't have had any, you know, once you grew, you wouldn't have had clothes. Therefore, we said that the, miraculously the clothes would grow with them, just like a, like a turtle that the shell grows with the turtle, that type of idea. Uh, but had not had nothing to do with the clouds. It's just since we mentioned the miracle of the clouds cleaning the clothes of the adults, it had to explain what about the kids? How did they have clothes for 40 years? That's one thing. And regarding the actual cleaning that the Ananiya Kavit did, Halgufa is actually a shine of Kavit. Because why did they need the Ananiya Kavit? to clean their clothes. Uh, that doesn't seem like something which is a uh, necessity because first of all, uh, they brought out, we know, they brought out a lot of clothes out from Mitzrayim. That's one of the things they took from the Egyptians. So they had not many clothes that they took out when they left Mitzrayim. They also took a lot of cattle and, and sheep, so they could have made new clothes. So why would they need the clouds to keep the clothes fresh 
They could have, you know, every year to make, make, make new clothes or use the clothes that they got from Mitzrayim. Uh, also, they could have bought clothes. Uh, you know, they could have gone to different places, site from site. But, you know, every once in a while, they could have sent, you know, a, a little caravan to one of the neighboring countries to buy some clothes. So this, that the clouds cleaned and kept their clothes fresh was just to help them and save them from this added tircha, this, this uh, you know, this bother to have to, in a sense, take care of the clothes. So that actually shows on the chavivas. So according to this, just to summarize what, what the answer of the Rebbe is, is that the ananim, there are two types of ananim. There was the regular ananim, which had a very specific function, which took care of a necessity that the Jewish people had, and those never left. But then there was the Ananiya Kavid, something which was, uh, showed them a greater level of honor, which that wasn't to do a particular function. And the only function that we do see that they did provide besides for honor was cleaning the clothing, but that Hagufa, as we say, is showing them an honor, that it's doing this miraculous type of service for them, like a good service for them, which they technically didn't need. So that shows on a very great level of Chavivus. So that explains the clouds of Ar. But now let's go back to the Be'er of Miriam. So at the beginning of this year, we said that the Be'er of Miriam uh, came back B'schus Moish Aaron, and then it came back B'schus Moish So the Shaila is, according to that premise, that, that the Be'er came back specifically because of the B'schus of Moish Rabbeinu, why didn't the Anani HaKavit come back B'schus Moish Rabbeinu? True, maybe the Jewish people didn't uh, daven for it, but if, it's be- if the reason why it came was not because of uh, the needs of the Jewish people, it was because of the schus of Miriam, and eventually schus of Aaron and Moshe, and eventually because of the schus of Moshe. So same thing by the Anani HaKavit, even though the Jewish people might not have needed it, they might not have asked for it, but it's an added sign of respect that came because of Miriam. So why now does it not come because of Moshe? Sorry, it came because of Aaron. So why now does it not come because of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Rebbe gives a, a, a fascinating answer, and it, it changes what we were assuming until this point, that the Pshut Mikra is a different way of learning uh, why the Be'er and these things came because of Moshe than what you think, Alpi the Gemara. Alpi the Gemara, it seems like, Alpi the Gemara, they originally came to Schuss, let's say the Be'er and the Ananim came because of Miriam and Aaron. When they passed away, it, it came back with the Schuss of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Rebbe is going to tell us now they didn't come back because of the Schuss of Moshe. Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu was the Roy in Nemon. He was their shepherd who took care of all of their needs. Whenever they needed something, and when they needed it, he would take care of it. And therefore, we see a very important Chilak. So therefore, let's just finish off that thought. So therefore, the reason why, when Miriam and Aaron passed away, the, the, let's say the well came back because of Moshe, it wasn't because of Ischus. It was because the Jewish people needed a well. So Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Rei Nehman, made sure they got the well. Not because of Ischus. He made sure they got it because they needed it. Similarly, the Ananim, when Aaron passed, it wasn't because of the Ischus of Moshe. Uh, the, uh, the, the, well, the regular Ananim never left because they needed it. right? So Moshe Rabbeinu made sure they never left. And regarding the Ananim cover, which were specifically for came because of the schus of Moish, Aaron, that wasn't something that the Jewish people needed. So therefore, it didn't come back because of the schus of Moish, because, it, because he, he didn't get to be heir because of his own schus. Similarly, the Ananim had nothing to do with his own schus. These things came because the Jewish people needed it. So nothing, according to this Pshut Mikra, the, 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 these in Yonim, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu, besides, I guess, maybe the Man, I don't know what the, it, the Rebbe doesn't discuss the Man at all, but more just as the Man came because of Schos of Moshe. I'm not sure what Rashi's Shita Alpi, Shita Shmek Rabbi, but definitely the Ananim never left, the Ananiya Kavan never returned, because that had nothing to do with the, the, the needs of the Jewish people. The Be'er did return, not because of the Schos of Moshe, but because that was the need of the Jewish people. And we bring a raya of this idea is because a raya Neman always takes care of his, his flock. Therefore, we see that when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, on Zayn Adar, it tells us that the Mun that came down on Zayn Adar lasted until Tezayin Nisan, which was the day that we'd be able to be mocked with the Aymer. So they had enough Aymer, they had enough Mun to last until they were able to get the food in Eretz Yisrael. Um, why? It's because Moshe Rabbeinu takes care of them. He saw that they needed the Mun, so therefore he made sure that there was enough Mun until he left. Did the air stop right when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away? Why? Because they were right next to the Yarden. They didn't need to be air. Uh, anymore. But Masha'in came, we see that when Aaron or Miriam passed away and the Ananiya Kavit left or the Be'er left, it left as soon as they passed away. Because since the Ananiya Kavit and the Be'er was the schus, a particular person, so when that person is gone, you don't have that schus, it's going to disappear. But Moshe Rabbeinu, when he made them have water, made them have all these things, it was not because of his schus, it was because that's what the Jewish people needed. So therefore, since the Jewish people needed uh, these inyanim, therefore he made sure they had it uh, for, for as long as they needed, which it seems like that would have, would have been until Tezayin Nisan. So just to, 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 so the Be'er they needed only until they got to, I guess, Zayin Other, when they got to the Yardin, then they didn't need it anymore. Uh, the Nanak had already stopped months before. The regular Nanim also stopped when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Um, that's not so, not so clear why. But I guess at this point they didn't need the clouds. Uh, Yeshua was there, and you should, they needed to actually fight an offensive, probably because it was more like of an offensive type of a war. You didn't need to guide them, tell them where to go, because they had the arm to guide them, as we know. Yeshua used the arm to guide them. They didn't have to look, kill Nechashim and the Akravayim, and they needed to lower mountains into higher valleys. They didn't need it to fight wars, because they needed to fight more of an offensive type of war. Uh, maybe also they didn't have the schus to have this type of miraculous. We know they didn't have the schus to, maybe, to have this miraculous type of winnings of the war. Uh, that might have been another concept which is connected, but the point is they didn't have it. And regarding the man, they actually did have the man. Uh, it came down Zayin Adar, but there was enough for them until Tazayin Nisan. Uh, Tazayin Nisan, they wouldn't, didn't need it anymore, so that was the end of the man. So this is part one of the shir, a beautiful vir. I'm going to now take it to part two, where we're going to discuss a very interesting question uh, that the Acharinim have regarding sukkah. So we know it says by sukkah, and this is in Parshas Amor, that the, the purpose of the mitzvah sukkah is the man yedu teresecham, ki besukkah sashafti, t'spanei yisroba, hitziyah yisam eretz yisraim, that the reason for the sukkah is in order that the generation should know that I took the Jewish people out of Egypt. Uh, I took the Jewish people out of Egypt. So, the Mizrahi, this is one of the first Rashi asked, the Rashi over there explains what does it mean that they were put into, that, they, they, that, that Hashem put them into sukkahs, uh, that the Shem put them to Sukkot when he took them into these huts when they left the Tzorah. So Rashi tells us it was the Nani Akavi. So the Man Yehidu Zerseich, what are you supposed to remember when you're going inside of the Sukkah? You're supposed to remember that Shem surrounded us with the Nani Akavi. That was our Sukkah. So Mizrahi asks a very interesting question. He says, Ay shouldn't we need uh, six walls or five walls plus the Schach? Meaning you have the four, four walls that will surround you. Plus you should have one on the bottom. And you should also have the schach on top, because the sukkah, the, the cloud surrounded all of the Jewish people. 
And even furthermore, the Rebbe points out that really they should have had seven. And some of them, unfortunately, actually also asked this, they should have had seven because we know that there was a seventh cloud, which was Hoyluch Lefneham. So why don't they have seven clouds? But Poyo, what's the halacha? The halacha is all you really need is two walls and a tafach plus the schach, which is on top. So you only need two walls and a bit and a tafach plus the schach. You definitely don't need seven walls or a zechur of, of these seven types of walls. Why not? That's the Mizrahi's questions and he doesn't give an answer for it. Um, in the Mephorshim, it seems like there's two general approaches that they, they, they give to answer this. So I'm going to start with the first approach would be the approach of the, uh, the Gurariye and also the approach of the Prima Godin. Uh, so the morale, the Gurariye, he, he explains it like this. This is like a morale type of explanation. So it's, it's, uh, esoteric a bit. He says that the clouds, were, it says always in the Pasuk that the clouds were over them. It says the clouds are something which were something which is more spiritual, something more holy. And whenever it refers to the clouds, it's something which was I'll be interesting, the Maral doesn't say this, but I wonder if you'd also learned the idea of the Nan Yaakovit was to, it was the Nan of the Shechina, possibly, I don't know, he doesn't say it, but it would fit with this trap. So he says the whole idea of the clouds is, the clouds is always something which is over the Jewish people. Says it's just like the heavens. He says, when you're standing, you're not going to say that you're standing over the heavens, right? Because I, but you're, because even though technically the, the heavens are, Shemaim is above you, it's also to the side of you, it's also under you, it's everywhere. He says, but you don't say that the Shemaim is under you because the Shemaim is something which is Be'etzim, which is something which is above you and exalted over you. So even though the heavens are completely surrounding you like a circle, you don't say that there are parts of the heaven which are above you, parts which are on the sides of you, parts which are below you. It's something which is always above you. It's just the way that you're standing, it might look that way, but it's something which is always above you. So he says, same thing with the clouds. The clouds, the Nani these clouds of the Shechina, is always something which is above the, the person. That's why it always refers to them in the Pasuk as Oymid uh, It's just something, uh, right, but just from our perspective, it looks like, oh, it, it, there was a cloud that was under us. But it was really something which is above us. Uh, so therefore, the Guru Ayur is trying to say is that really the main cloud, or the main part of the Sukkah, now, now I'm just trying to explain. That's what he says. And now I'm trying to explain what he means. It seems like the Guru Ari is trying to say is that the main part of the sukkah is the schach. And that's actually the halacha, as we know, that only the schach has to be something which um, comes from something which grows from the ground, something which can't be makabotuma, can't be attached to the ground. Much ink in the walls are really kosher with anything. Uh, but the schach is the main part of the sukkah. Al shem ha-sukkah, al sukkah So that's the main part. So he, therefore, the morale is really trying to explain more why we don't have any type of zecher of the wall, which is beneath us, or that seventh w- pillar, which was in front of them. He's saying, because if you would have these types of um, zecher of the cloud, which one, like, like a wall, which is under, a floor under you, or, or some pillar on the side, it would give the impression that the clouds were something which were, you know, on different directions, below the Jewish people, on the side of the Jewish people, while well, Ba'etzin, there was something which was always above the Jewish people, something which was surrounded them, but it was surrounding them, kind of like the sky surrounds us, you know, so if you jump up, you're not going to say there's a sky behind you, it's something which completely surrounds you. So therefore, he says, the main part is really just the top. Uh, he doesn't explain why then do we need the two and a half walls, but Papashas, just to throw out my own idea, probably it's because, because it also needs to be for the shade. Part of the, the the purpose of the sukkah is to thank Hashem for the miracles that happens, which would, would, would the main part, and maybe we'll get back to that in a moment, was the idea of the shade. So you need the schach, the main part is the top, that's the main part of the sukkah, but you also need to have two and a bit walls so that the majority of the sukkah will be uh, protected from the sun, 
which was really the idea of what the Pasik's talking about, that they sat in the sukkahs, uh, was, was to protect them uh, fr- from the sun. That's, but he does mention that, but I think that's the idea. So the point is, the reason why you don't have one, you don't have the seventh pillar and you don't have the one under you, because that's not the main point of the sukkah. The main point of the sukkah is that which was on top, and the, the side walls, the, you'd only need to have enough to, to give you that protection of the shade. It's more of a technical thing. Uh, the Primagonim gives a very similar idea. He says that the purpose of the of, of, of the cloud was that the Jewish people should know that what's on top of them is the Shrina and not the Kechav and not the, you know, the, the Mazolas, the, uh, the, the, the stars and all the different types of uh, things that they used to worship in those days. It's, they should know that Hashem is the one that's on top of them. And therefore, the main one is the top one. And the other ones is more of a side uh, purpose, is secondary to the main point. Uh, the Lush and the Prima Godin writes is, um, he says, Masha Inkin Lamat, he says, the one that was on the bottom was just to protect them from the snakes, and therefore you don't need from the, the below. And therefore also on the walls, you don't need to have Dafka four walls, because it's not the main point. The main point was just the top. He doesn't say, why well, I need to in a bit, but probably, again, it's the same idea that you need to have something for the shade, so it has to be the majority. Fine. Uh, that's one approach, which really just focuses on that the main part of the sukkah is the top, is the schach. The second approach is, uh, we see this from the Tzid Lederach, um, he gives this approach and others, that you know, I think also the, many want to learn this in the tour, that the sukkah that we make is not anyways ever going to be the same as the clouds of glory. The clouds of glory, for A, were made out of clouds. This is wood or, or some other type of material, so it's never going to be the same. The point what we're doing is we're trying to make some type of zecher of what occurred when the Jewish people left Mitzrayim to remind us of the miracles that Hashem did for us. So therefore, by having two walls and a bit and the schach on top, that is the dugma, the example of what they had. So it's just to be similar. It's just to give us a reminder. So that is enough to be called the sukkah. That is something which provides, as we said, shade, provides protection. That's the minimum, which is by protection. If a person wants to do more walls, of course he's allowed to, but the point is to show the dogma of this protection that Hashem gave us. That doesn't have to be exactly the same with seven types of walls uh, around the individual. Therefore, the amount of walls do not matter. That's the second approach. But the Rebbe, based on what we just said, has a, another, can have a more, a very beautiful shot. The shot would be that the purpose of Laman Yedadar Seichem, Rashi says, is for the Anani HaKavid. They didn't have seven clouds for the Anani HaKavid. First of all, the one that went in front of them always had a function. That was to guide them, was to, it was to get rid of the, the mountains and, 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 and the snakes and all that type of stuff. So already you're down to six. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the one on the bottom so according to some, that also helped with the, the snakes, but it doesn't seem like that's she says Rashi that helped to get rid of uh, different things. But you know, maybe it helped them because of the heat of the sandwiches under them. This is my own shop. But the point is that you had seven, but you didn't have all seven. The purpose was to, uh, not all of them are not in a covenant because many of them had a certain function. So therefore, when we're making the sukkah, we're making a sukkah just for the sake of the Anani uh, HaKavit. So it doesn't matter the number that we're doing because the number would have been constantly changing, right? Because let's say the, 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 the wind, let's say was coming from the east. So that would make it that the wall in the east was something which was necessary because we're protecting them from that powerful desert wind. But the, the wall in the west 
would have just been for COVID at that point in time. If it was a Western one, then the Eastern one would have been for COVID. So therefore, the, the numbers of walls don't matter. So we're not doing a Zeher Dafka seven walls. So what are we doing? I guess this goes back to the other Mephoshim. So therefore, we're, the point is, is to make a Zeher how Hashem protected us with the uh, uh, Anania COVID. So therefore, we're not going to make Dafka seven because by making seven, that actually makes us think that it's for the purpose of all seven. But that's not true. The purpose was only for the Ananeha Kovid, uh, which were Dafka not seven, uh, and it would constantly be changing how many uh, those of those walls would have been there uh, for the for the sake of Kovid. So therefore also the, the numbers that we have are not going to be uh, seven. It could be even less than seven. And so why Dafka, the Rebbe doesn't say, so okay, so why Dafka two in a bit and one on top, but maybe as we are saying, uh, this, this is the purpose of all, it's always for shade. That's what it seems like. Uh, just to add maybe just a few ha'aris, is that, well, another point is that based on the Rebbe's answer, it answers another interesting question that the Mephoshim asked, is that why do we only have a zecher for sukkah? Why don't we have a zecher for the man, for the air, all the other miracles Hashem did in the desert? So the Bach wants to say the reasoning is because by making the sukkah, the sukkah was something, the clouds were something which constantly surrounded Jewish people you know, 24 7. Therefore, when you think of the sukkah, it also will remind us of all the other miracles that happened while we were in the sukkah. That's what he answers. But according to what the Rebbe is saying, that the Ananiya Kavid was just to show the love of the Jewish people. All the other miracles that happened was a necessity that they needed. So when we remember the, how Hashem took us out, we're trying to remember not just how He took care of our necessities. We're, we're, we pick something which shows His unadulterated, pure love for us that He gives us things, even that we don't need, just to, in a sense, because He wants to spoil us. So that would be the answer according to the Rebbe. Okay, so just a, another another hour or two, just interesting ideas. So a question is asked. Saw this in the Aris of Urim. The what's the hachuf of Rashi that when it says the sukse shachs benisro, it's referring to the Naniyakovit specifically, these clouds of glory. Maybe it's just the it's a zecher for the regular clouds. Why is it like? How does Rashi know that the zecher is only for the Naniyakovit and not for all the other uh, clouds that were there? So one answer I saw was an interesting idea, but he says that we know that Rashi is written for Ben Hamish the Mikra. So the child who goes into a sukkah and he sees that the sukkah is built with four walls and, 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 uh, or two and a half walls plus, plus a schach on top of it, he's going to wonder, we know that there were seven walls, in, 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 in seven clouds that surrounded the Jewish people. So if it's a zecher of the clouds, why is there only four and not, not or five and not seven? And since Rashi wrote it for Ben Chamesh Mikra, and Rashi takes into account the ideas and the knowledge of what the child uh, knows at that point in time and what questions he might have, this might be a question, why isn't it exactly the same? So therefore Rashi tells us, no, it's just the Anani Akavid. And the Anani Akavid weren't seven, as we said, they were definitely less than that. So that's the beer I saw there. Uh, I thought of a, another answer maybe, is because since the Pasuk saying, the Sukkot, that it's a Zecher, that the reason why we're sitting in Sukkot is a zecher for the miracle of Hashem, or because Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim and put put us into the these clouds. So the question would be, why specifically this miracle? As as the Bach asks, the child might have that we're saying, oh, we're we're doing a zecher of Sukkot specifically for this particular miracle. So we'd ask right away, why don't we do something for the man? Why don't we do something for the air? So the Rashi tells us it's a nanhi akaved, which is a added level of love, as we discussed before, because it's just to show the Jewish people honor and covered. Uh, I also saw the Rebbe discusses this idea in, in a sicha in Tashin Chavav for the second day of Sukkot, 
Um, it's a non-muga. So the Rebbe says it's actually from the Hemshech of the Pesukim. Because it says that, it says, B'hitzioisim, Hashem put us into Sukkot when he took us out of Mitzrayim. When did the Jewish people live in Mitzrayim? They left in Nisan time. So when they left, it's Masha, right when they left already Mitzrayim, right away he gave them these clouds. But why would they have needed clouds in Nisan? Nisan is very nice weather. They wouldn't have needed clouds until, I guess, they got into the desert, and I'm not sure when it gets really hot in the desert in that part of the world, but they wouldn't have needed it right away until much later. So why does the Pasuk say, why, does, why did Hashem give them the clouds right away? So Elamai, the reasoning is, it's to show the love that he had for the Jewish people. Even though they talk, didn't need it right away, it was the love that he had for them that he gave them these clouds right away uh, as soon as they left the shrine, because we know already by the time they got to Kriyas Yamsuf, which was seven days later, the clouds going behind them to protect them, so it's clearly already there from before. So that was to show the love that Hashem had uh, for them. Just to add a lot of explanation to this whole concept why the Rebbe and why we've been discussing how the sukkah has to protect us from shade, why it's such an important idea that you need to have the tzel, which is more than the sun, and that's why we said you need to have at least two and a bit walls, and you have tzchach that covers the majority of the sukkah that you have shade, is because the zeichah was specifically because of the shade. It's because they took us, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim in Chayyashness, and when we didn't need the shade, and because of his love for us, he gave us these clouds anyways uh, to protect us and give us shade. That's why it's such an integral idea of shade, and that's why the author ever mentions the Shulchan Aruch, uh, which and at this point does not mention in the Torah or the regular Shulchan Aruch, that man that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim and he put us in the sukkahs for shade. And part of the mitzvah is to remember, remember that the sukkah's purpose, why Hashem put us into these clouds of glory, was for the purpose of shade. Okay, and just one last ta'ara, uh, and it's probably just a, it is a klotz kasha, but I, I think it would add beer to the other's explanations that he's giving is that we finished off the Sikha saying that both the purpose, um, that the reason why the Be'er uh, uh, came back wasn't because of the Schus of Meishervein. It was rather because that's what the Jewish people needed. And he was the Roya Nemnan, and therefore he made sure they had everything they needed. And that's why we said also the Ma'am lasts until Tesai Nisan is because he was the Roya Nemnan, and he made sure they had all the food that they needed. So I was, when I was learning it, I was wondering why the Rebbe doesn't also bring the Gemara on Tainus. Because the Gemara over there in Tainus tells us that the reasoning why, we, we, the Gemara asks, why did Man come because of Maishar Veno? It doesn't come for Yachid. And the Gemara's answer was that Karabim, the Rabbim Ba'ilah, therefore Karabim Dabi, that he only needed it for the Rabbim. Therefore, he's like the Rabbim, which seems like exactly the same type of idea um, that it was not never for Moshe Rabbeinu himself. It was for the sake of the rabbim, and therefore, um, it should have. It, 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 it's uh, th- therefore the therefore the man came for everybody. But the reason why the rabbi doesn't mention it is because the point of the Gemara over there is that the man did come because of the source of Moshe Rabbeinu. It came because of the source of Moshe Rabbeinu, but it was for the you. But Moshe Rabbeinu wanted it for the, all the Jewish people. And part of the tonight for Pranas is that it needs to be for the sake of the rabbin. So therefore, since Moshe was asking for everybody, therefore it was, it was able to come. But I was thinking, a very maybe uh, interesting chiddish, um, and we have now another answer, according to the Rebbe's Bira, maybe this is a Yonim Uflayim, Pirish Rashi, is that the Gemara's original question was, that according to Rabbi Yechanan, how could you say Parnasa is needed 
it only comes for the sake of the Rabbim, we see that the Parnasa came for the sake of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the more gives us the answer. But according to what we're saying now, Ula Yesh Leimar, that the man also did not, according to Pshut Shemikra, the man did not come to Shus Moshe Rabbeinu. The man came for the sake of the Jewish people as the Raya Neman, just like the Be'er eventually came just because he was a Raya Neman. So Ula Yesh Leimar, the man also was never because of Shus of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Be'er was Shus Mirim initially, the Anatni Akav was Shus Aaron initially, but the man was never Shus Moshe Rabbeinu. It was because he was the right name and everything that he needed, or, or, or sorry, I shouldn't say needed, whatever he doubted for, whatever he, he made things happen, it was just as his job as the right name. So, Ula Yeshleim, according to Rashi, according to how we're learning Rashi, based on this whole way, maybe we have another answer uh, for that question in the Gemara.